Welcome back. Thanks for joining me and Collins for another episode of the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast and one of the favourite times of the week for me. For those who don't know me, I'm the founder and CEO of Blue Bottle Coaching and I help leaders across the world rethink and transform their leadership style in order to create high performing teams. I'm absolutely delighted to have Pilar Ortiz with me today. Pilar is the director of Virtual Not Distant, where she helps managers and their teams adopt online collaboration practices. She's the host of the 21st Century Work Life podcast, which is all about leading remote teams and working in distributed companies. She started her career in the theatre and was a director of an independent theatre company, and she has used this experience to inform her work as a trainer. If you're listening from the UK and you have small children, you might recognise her voice, as she's also the voice of, the, of, the, of pilot Suli in the BBC's children's programme, Go Jetters. Welcome, Pilar. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Well, how nice to be on your show, Anne. Well, thank you. It's, a, it's really wonderful. So you've been training managers to lead and manage remote teams for some time, long before 2020. So what were the main challenges before COVID in relation to managing remote teams? And what do you notice about the problems people are facing now in 2020? So the challenges that were that managers had beforehand, they were probably very similar challenges to people who were leading teams that were co-located in the office. So similar, similar things. But one of the things that was worrying um, um, managers of distributed teams, especially was the uh, how people might feel disconnected from each other, from their teams, etc. That has amplified a lot uh, during COVID. But even then, it's always been something that companies have been putting a lot of attention on, which is how do we help people who might be on their own a lot of the time during the day because they're working from home, if they're working from home, how do we make sure that they stay connected, that they still feel connected to their team and to the organization? So that's, that's one thing. Um, Access to technology sometimes, especially we're thinking of remote teams within big organizations where most of the uh, workforce is actually still in the office. So there was a transition period where we could see that companies were behind the individual. So people, individuals have fantastic phones, have fantastic internet connections at home. They were being able to download all sorts of apps onto their phones. And at work, it was like a different world. But all of that eventually caught up. So those are really, and, and all, I suppose the, another concern that we used to see and that we still see is the fact that the online space can become very transactional. So this kind of thing where you only get in touch with people when you need something from them or if you want to check something or when something's gone wrong. <laughs> and so just keeping that humanity and keeping that sense of companionship has always been a challenge, but, but people have overcome it in all sorts of different ways. Oh, yes, um, yes. And uh, so what uh, uh, we, it certainly doesn't suit everybody working, working remotely or working from home. And so you talk a lot about keeping the connection there. Um, what, are, what are the keys to success and happiness for all the team? 
Uh, that's, that's an impossible question to answer <laughs> because it so depends. And this is the answer that people don't want to hear. And unfortunately, it's the answer that we have to give to most questions. So it's very important to understand what the team and the individuals in the team need and enjoy. So the conversation has to start there. We can't start looking at what other teams are doing and saying, oh, that will work for us. Well, no, we've got to go back. This is management 101. This is what I say. The problems are very similar because we still need to know our people really well. And we still need to know what our teams need very well. So to give you an example, even with uh, purely distributed companies, a company automatic, they've been around for years. I don't know if 20 years already. They used to have an office in San Francisco. They ditched it. They've got more than a thousand employees worldwide. Even within that, so some teams really celebrate uh, being together. So they have lots of meetings, lots of real-time interaction. Other teams won't. They will have mainly asynchronous conversations. They will mainly be using uh, online applications to communicate in writing. They do a lot of their work in writing. So even within distributed companies, we see that there are different preferences. Mm. Also, so now we have an added layer with the people who have been forced to not just work remotely, but to work from home. (laughs) I think we need to remember that remote work used to uh, be something that we could do from wherever we worked best. That might not be the home. And many remote workers work from co-working spaces. Yes other places or whatever so now that people have had had to work from home um one there's very little choice but also some people really need a high level of connection i was talking to uh, someone uh, it was just an email exchange and she said well i'm really enjoying myself now because before i found it very disconnected and i felt very lonely but now we have a meeting in the morning in the team and we wrap up with another team meeting online and for me that was oh my god if i had to do that no i don't like that <laughs> But for her, that's what she needed. So we've got to see how much connection does our work need, our real time, and how much do we need as people? And we take it from there. Yes. So that's in in that sense, it's still it's still all about the individual, which which maybe we could say is is how uh, leaders try to operate anyway. But I'm I'm wondering also, is this the time then to create really a new vision of work? Mm. Well, <laughs> now is the time because we've been forced to. So uh, I am seeing though, I am hearing lots of stuff of just people just wanting to go back. And this, this phrase of going back to work and going back to normal for me makes me go, no, we've just moved forward the conversation. <laughs> Don't go back to anything. Let's, like you say, reinvent. The problem has been, and it's been very interesting from a personal point of view, because what I do is help managers and their teams transition to remote, to embracing online collaboration before the pandemic, because now I actually help teams who've had to transition. They are already in transition and it's about pulling back and saying, is this how you want to do it for the future? So it is the moment what what this is giving us, whether we decide to keep remote work, whether we decide to ditch the office, we need to pause see how we want to work in the future and design for that. However, that is, if this means that we use the office 100% of the time, well, that's it. But let's understand why we're doing it and let's make sure it's what we want to do, not because we've always done it like that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great opportunity, in fact. Yes, it is, it is. But we need to stop. The, the, 
my main work at the moment has been, and, and personally, my my aim at the moment is not to tell people how to do it. It's not even to uh, coach them through how to do it. My main aim has been to get people to reflect on what's happened and what they want to do. The other thing is that people have learned a lot about themselves during this time. They've learned a lot about themselves. Some people have been working from home and loved it in spite of the conditions, because of course, we know even people working from home before the pandemic, during the pandemic, were also struggling because it's not what we signed up for. Um, they've really enjoyed it. And that's been surprising. Yes. Other people who were maybe toying with the idea of working from home and maybe uh, idealized it a bit, they've done it and they've gone, I hate it. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's a real opportunity to reflect as both individuals and as teams as to what's happened, what do we want to learn from it and what do we want to do about it? Yes, yes. So the, the future is, is still maybe uncertain, but it, it has opened possibilities and this time to reflect um, could really go quite far in, in um, what people need in terms of connection, what they need from other people and uh, what, what, how they really want to live their, their work life. That's the thing is that it's opened a whole load of options and what some of the most exciting things I'm hearing. So I was talking to someone the other day who's been involved in a study in Ireland. So what's happened? Uh, they did a study back in April and they've done one now in October. They found that some people have moved. They've moved to outside of Dublin. They've moved to more rural areas because suddenly it's I can actually live where I want to live, not where I'm going to work. <laughs> and the fact that this is happening, I met someone the other day in a conference who she used to live in Madrid and during the pandemic, well, as soon as they could get out of lockdown, she's moved to Gran Canaria because she thought, well, I, it's, you know, it's more open air, it's, it's whatever, better quality of life. And I just think that's, that is that conversation that people, it's important to be able to choose where we live uh, and it doesn't always have to be where we work. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'd like to just take you back to something you said right at the beginning about loneliness, because we know that loneliness is, is a big issue for many when working remotely. And what strategies do you suggest to leaders to help their teams with keeping teams engaged and together? And what suggestions do you have for leaders themselves who also suffer from loneliness? Because I've, I've read that this is, this is a particular problem for, for leaders who find themselves um, also feeling quite isolated. Yeah, so lots of stuff there. So one is the, especially in the UK, there was already lots of loneliness, regardless of remote work or not. This is something that is very real. It's something that's been happening in society. And the fact that then some people work further apart from others and that maybe some people um, maybe don't see anyone all day, if they were, especially if they're working from home. So there's, again, it's, there's a lot of stuff that we need to be looking at and there's lots of different levels. One is um, that we, always, we often associate loneliness with being alone, but actually loneliness is about not having a feeling of connection. It's about not feeling understood or not feeling like your voice can be heard. It's about feeling like you don't matter at work, for example, or like you don't have any input into decisions. So it takes many, many, many different shapes. So again, what we need to understand is, does our team have everything they need for those people who might feel lonely in some way to connect? So you've got different ways. So you need to make sure that you've got social aspects to the work, 
whether that is having your virtual coffees on online or whether it's having a channel in Slack or on Teams where people can talk about non-work related stuff or, or stuff that matters to them. It doesn't always have to be, um, it, it doesn't have to be always social as such. It can also be talking about work that's not related to your tasks. Sometimes that's the conversation we miss. So where are those spaces where people can engage informally at a personal level, at a social level, where they can talk about the things that matter to them uh, and also getting to know your individuals very well and also as an organization. So we did a seven part series on connection and disconnection in remote teams as part of a collaboration with Shield Geo and they actually took the lead on that. So I can tell you there's not one answer and there's loads of different levels. So anyone interested in 21st Century Work Life podcast, look for the Connection and Disconnection series. Managers have to be even more intentional because they, you often feel like you need to support your team and that leaves you with very little space sometimes to really show how you feel when you're not doing well or even when you are doing well. You know, it, it, you're always, I think you're always managing a bit more how you show up than your team members. This is a big generalization. And so uh, you need to be reaching out. You need to be building your informal network. There's a lovely guy that has been on my show a couple of times, Marcus Vermouth from Buffer, which is 200 people distributed company. And he, some time ago, when he first became a manager, he went on LinkedIn and just said, who wants to have coffee? <laughs> That was it. And he's just built his network. So we need to do that. Um, the other thing is we need to, this is, as I was saying, a moment for self-awareness. So we need to be very honest with ourselves about what we need in order to feel connected, whether it's to the team or sometimes the beauty of remote work, and this is never a very popular thing to say, is that actually you can you don't need to be feel connected to your team members sometimes you can just do your work as best as possible and then you get self actualization and that sense of connection in your local community or with your family this is not a very popular view <laughs> because the workplace has often been also the socializing place for many and that's fine but there's also another space so you've got to be very honest with yourself Yes. So again, we're coming down to individual preference and, and really letting people have that choice as well, maybe. Choice is so important. Uh, at Virtual Not Distant, we've been talking about office optional for ages. And that was when our hearts sank during the pandemic because our message, we couldn't talk about our message of office optional. There was no option. So um, having those options uh, well, th that's part of feeling like you have autonomy, which is motivating. And also just so that people can decide and discover. Sometimes it's also about discovering what you need. But if you don't have options, you can't play, you can't discover. Yes, yes. Um, and you've mentioned this just a little bit already, but I'd like to come back to it, that we often talk about a world before and after COVID. Is this the case, you think, for remote teams and remote working? And, uh, you know, is, uh, is remote working here to stay? And in what guise, do you think? It is here to stay. And it's, it's in the guise uh, that uh, everyone, uh, all remote advocates were going, don't do it like that. 
(laughs) (laughs) which is the hybrid approach, which is uh, using the office. But actually, we've been talking about office optional. So actually, uh, it's not that bad. Um, So I see and from what I'm hearing, there's probably going to be three kinds of organizations. There will be the distributed organizations which don't have an office. There's already some of those. I think there will be more and that will attract certain kind of person. Then we'll have the companies that actually, yeah, you can work from home if you need to, but actually we want you in the office and that will attract a certain kind of person, you know, and you have a certain kind of culture. And in the middle, there's this mess of loads of people where some people work from home or from co-working spaces uh, all the time. Other people don't. Some people come into the office two days a week. Other people, you know, you have this thing uh, and that's going to be the most popular because that basically, if you if you live nearby the office, then you have the best of both worlds. You can choose what, okay, today I want to do this. I'll do it from, from home or from the cafe or from the co-working space that's really close to me. But you know what? I do miss that commute on the train because I can think, let's go two days to the office, have some great meetings, do some catch-ups, whatever. Yes, yes. So, but what, what's happened, though, that I think is really important to 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 talk about which is what we've seen um so remote work is not just working from home that's the first thing so we've got other places and co-working spaces can uh, make up for uh, that social contact that we might need it can allow us to mix with people outside of our team which is great for innovation yes uh, so that's uh, that's interesting as well um and the other thing is that remote work is not what a lot of people experience which was online meetings back to back. Okay, yes. That is really important because we're now banging on the drum of asynchronous communication, which is all the other thing. No remote team that was set up as distributed did so many as many meetings as I've heard people doing now because mm. it's not sustainable. Yes. It's exhausting. And the people who doing who chose to work remotely didn't want to have to be meetings all day. If not, they would have stayed in the office. Yes. So that is also something we need to look at is remote work as most people have experienced is not the best use of the space so let's see what we can change yes oh very interesting that uh, yeah the problem with having back-to-back zooms all day is something I'm hearing a lot because what's happening is in order to make the best out of the online space you have to be very mindful and very deliberate about where you have your conversations and your interactions so uh, if we're looking at understanding what every person is doing in their team, we don't need to have a meeting for that because we've got lovely Kanban boards. So we've got lovely spreadsheets where we can update the work as we go along and not wait for the meeting. And then you can use the meeting for the conversations that are difficult to have, for example, in text or, you know, where they, where you really need to discuss things uh, in person, face to face, whether it's online or in, or in the office. But what's happened is because people are used to having all those conversations in the same space, through the same channel, which was verbally in the office, maybe, it's now you've got to rewire your brain and go, well, that conversation, I need to have it now. So that should be a message there. That other conversation belongs there. That conversation, oh, that one can wait for the meeting. So it's a huge rewiring. And I've only realized now how huge that rewiring is. I always took it for granted. 
Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, it's a massive mindset change, isn't it? Of what, yeah. of, of the status also of, of, of meetings. Meetings are quite often seen as the, the highest status of communication. So what you're saying is that we need to rethink that as well. What needs to be in a meeting? What, what could be sent in other ways? Yeah, and uh, this is like big banner. Collaboration doesn't just happen in meetings. I mean, this is a conversation I had way before COVID with people who said, blah, 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 collaborate. I said, hang on, you're talking, interact in real time and or meet. So there's other ways in which we can collaborate because we have these interactions, but then we go off and do our work and we're still collaborating in that way. So it, it, it's this mindset that the collaboration is through time, not just in the meeting. Mm, the yeah. other thing is that in meetings, some people think faster than others in meetings. Uh, some people need to reflect more. Some people have insights after the meeting. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> and so we can't place the meeting cannot be the only place where we come together because we're going to leave some people behind. Yeah, so that's, that's really helpful. Thank you. And I'm going to ask you for a final top tip. I think you've got so many, it might be tricky to choose just one for our leaders who are listening. I don't have any top tips <laughs> because my answer is always it depends. So, um, and, and yeah, in, in something that is as complex as leading a team and especially doing it at a distance, the only thing I can think of saying that is completely generalized and that would apply in any space is you have to know yourself, you have to know your team, and you have to design for the good of the team and the work, not just the good for yourself. Because I think as managers, and I'm completely guilty of this, we'll do, oh, this would be great. Yeah, because it's your preference. But is that what's going to suit the team best? So maybe maybe before going forward, just now is a good time to stop and really re- reflect and, uh, and, and see where we are at as individuals. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very sure that people will want to contact you, Pilar. How can they do that best? virtualnotdistant.com we have a contact form there and uh, I yeah we'll see all the messages but you can send me a private message through there as well LinkedIn I really like and then Twitter oh and the 21st century work-life podcast which is uh, which we're very proud of excellent well I'll put those links in the show notes as well so people can find them there and uh, and thank you so much Pilar for joining us and uh, sharing with us this very timely advice and so that I think this is going to resonate with with many many people who are working working from home and as you say not often by choice at the moment thanks to you our listeners for joining us for more information about Pilar please visit my website bluebottlecoaching.com and go to podcast don't forget to leave us a little review. If you're a leader looking to rethink and transform what you do, do join our free private Facebook group called Love to Lead Blue Bottle Coaching. We have weekly Zoom sessions on various issues around leadership and you'll find a community of committed, dynamic and friendly leaders. So do come and join the discussion. This is Anne Collins. Thanks so much for joining us and for listening and do join me again soon to meet another inspiring leader who loves what they do. Goodbye.